Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. study shows that a person ingests an average of 2,000 pieces of microplastic each week, the same weight as a credit card. A joint study conducted... Some 500 dead sea lions were discovered decomposing on a beach. Yep, there's plastic in your sea salt. Potential dangers of microplastic to the human body. The only possible way for oxygen to reach these cells is through the bloodstream. Ahoy there, everyone! And uh, that was a that was a video that I had found that's dealing with microplastics and was, <clears throat> you know, kind of like a little spooky thing, which I'm not really too much into. But it was kind of to make like a point that this episode is going to be about microplastics um yeah i'm not sure how many people out here are familiar with what microplastics are and stuff like that you know i do know that <clears throat> it is something that i think really affects us in our everyday life because there is you know lots of lots of different things going on as far as plastic like you i don't i, I really don't think people understand the amount of plastic that's out there in everything. And actually, you know, I, I didn't really have a good way to explain exactly that. So I did actually have another video that I wanted you guys to, you know, kind of enjoy. It's just a small, quick four minute video to kind of update everybody that's out here listening and watching what microplastics are. I, I found this on a channel called Microplastics Explain um, from the Explainanality channel. It is, it, it, it's just a good thing that I think we'll be able to explain to y'all what microplastics really are. So let's, let's jump into that real quick. Microplastics? Okay, plastic. We all know what that is. It's in packaging, shopping bags, to-go cups, toys, car parts, synthetic clothing, electrical and home appliances, and plastic bottles. Plastic is an artificially made material which is why it's technically called a synthetic compound. It's made mostly of crude oil, natural gas, or coal. It's not naturally biodegradable, unlike, for example, compost. That means plastic does not rot and often ends up as trash on the ground and in the ocean. There, 
the plastic parts disintegrate by heat, wind, and waves, bit by bit, into even smaller parts, known as microplastics. By definition, these tiny synthetic compounds are between 5 millimeters and 1 micrometer long. Even smaller particles are technically called nanoplastics. These shredded plastic waste particles are known as secondary microplastics. The wearing down of car tires, for example, is one of the biggest causes of microplastics. But before this trash is ever produced, the products must first be made. For that, you need primary microplastics. These are small plastic pellets. In industry, they serve as the basic material for every plastic product you can imagine. And plastics are used in various cosmetic products and household products as granules or in liquid form. The problem with microplastics. Like large plastic parts, they are not naturally biodegradable. And in cleaning processes in factories, but also in showering or washing clothes, they get into the sewer water. On land and in our water bodies, the crushed particles are moved by wind and waves. Rain carries the plastic into the sewage system. The smaller the particles, the harder it is to filter them. For example, in sewage treatment plants, millions of tons of microplastics are distributed everywhere, and that's increasing. The surface of microplastics is a magnet for toxins and pathogens. Animals, both in the water and on land, confuse the plastic particles with small animals and consume them as food. Through the food chain, the pollutant-rich plastic particles finally reach our plates and make their way into our bodies. Even in our drinking water and our foods, such as salt, honey, or milk, you can find certain microplastics. The consequences of consuming plastic for animals are diverse. Internal injuries and inflammations, hormonal imbalances, illnesses, and even death. The effects on humans have not been researched enough yet. The topic of microplastics is often a hot debate. It's about rethinking and finding alternatives to plastic and about recycling so that the amount of plastic and the resulting microplastics found in nature no longer increases. Everyone can do their part. There are many possibilities. One thing is to stop using plastic altogether. Instead of to-go cups, you can use mugs or a thermos. Plastic bags can be replaced by bags brought from home, and the proper disposal of plastic waste is important, so it can be recycled and microplastics don't end up in nature. Now, I will say, just to kick right off on that video, you know, that I, that I thought that was a good explanation of what microplastics are, but I, I highly disagree with that whole you know, let's get them in the recycling bin thing. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the people we left in charge to do that have done a terrible, terrible job of doing that. They Recycling is a scam. It's a scam. It all ends up in the dump. 100% a scam to take your money. They do... They might recycle the big things, like maybe some plastics and aluminum cans and glass. That's it. Maybe. All right, but when you see stuff in stores that says made with recyclable material, recycled material, very small portion of that actual 
product is made with and, recycled material. And because this is such a controversial, not very talked about, you know, thing, Neptune brought it up to me. He was like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, because he kind of touches on it every time he comes on, and he's, it's something he's obviously passionate about. And so he's like, let's let's turn this into an episode. We need to really talk about this. Like this is something important. So, so Neptune, I've got to give you the floor, and you know. Let, let, let's hear it. I want to hear about what you got on some microplastics. Thanks for having this episode, Jimmy. And like the video says, it's, it's really no surprise that it makes its way through every ecosystem from the, the primary plastics. What we use as primary plastics from, from water bottles to, to any household products that we use daily wind up going through the recycling process as Bandit mentions and eventually that stuff will break down and make its way back so it's it's not it's only recycled in the sense that we're still going to be consuming that stuff the biggest concern that I take away from microplastics as we have to deal with them and the while the video alludes to this and yes they are correct that uh it hasn't been extensively researched the impact that microplastics can have. The reality is that those microplastics still carry the same chemicals that primary plastics do, which is BPAs. <clears throat> and BPAs are inherently harmful to humans. Uh, this has been thoroughly researched for decades. And we know today that, the, that at lethal levels, BPAs, will negatively affect uh, the cardiovascular system. It can in increase the potential to cause cancer. It can cause uh, pulmonary problems. Uh, it can cause problems with breathing. People develop asthma as a result of, of, those, of those binary compounds, which are synthetic. They don't break down in the environment naturally. Uh, and, and I do agree with Bandit that I, I do think that recycling has not done enough to, to really address this topic because we still see them. They still wind up in the ocean. They still wind up in the environment. There is no way to, to, to fully filter them down to a point that we can remove them. It's now a matter of mitigating what we have. And to me, that is reducing our dependency on products which use primary plastics water bottles things you get out of the out of the grocery store uh, i mean it's it's not really even a surprise right like uh i mentioned this uh on the last episode i was on where we were talking a, a little bit about produce and food waste talking about that there is almost always an inevitability there's going to be a, 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 a label on any particular produce. It's a sticker, but on that sticker is vinyl. And vinyl is, yet again, a plastic. And produce consumption uh, is real. And then that stuff that doesn't get used by the average consumer gets thrown in the trash, which is a whole different topic I don't want to get into right now. And yet... You know, you got those little you got those little stickers on oranges, limes, lemons, potatoes. It doesn't matter what it is. You get those 
And that stuff goes off to the dump. And then it turns right around and it goes through that entire process where it will go through the ocean's ecosystem and right back to us. And it's a, it's a serious problem. Uh, and I think, honestly, in my view, the, the only way that we can get away from that in, in the totality of what's within our control now, because this has been such an out-of-control problem for so long, is to move toward true biodegradable products that, that can be broken down in the environment that are not synthetic compounds. <clears throat> Fuck and, those paper straws, by the way. Oh my god! Don't oh want that. But <laughs> no, but think about this. I, I want to bring up an interesting point of what uh, Neptune was talking about. Um, what does everybody do when they? Uh, I'm not talking about necessarily us, but think about uh, what most people do when they come home with produce from the grocery store. They take it to the sink and they wash it. <clears throat> they scrape those stickers off and goes into the sink. Um, I can almost guarantee that happens 100% of the time. They never scrape those stickers off and throw them in the trash. They always wash their produce in the sink, scrape those stickers off, throw them in the sink. And um, it's 50-50 chance if you got a sink catch. Um, they go down the drain and um, they might break up in your sewer line, water line, whatever. And like the video said, it's not going to get filtered out by uh, waste management or wa the waste treatment plant. It's not going to get filtered out. Um, <clears throat> I don't think this, I, you know, I haven't done in-depth research, but I don't think this became a problem until like the 80s. I don't think this became a problem until I mean, the 80s. I mean, it was when we started moving. I can't remember when that was. But I know I mean, we used glass and ceramics the, for a while yeah, of what we the, used through the, the 60s and the early 70s, 70s. And then we moved away. The and then we moved away from that. I'm, I'm Believe sorry. it or not, I think it was when the fast food boom started. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, in the question. 80s. I think it was the fast food boom because you had the 60s. Well, well look at McDonald's. Here. You had styrofoam containers for the yeah. longest time, man. The, the, the uh, 60s, the 60s, towards the end of the 60s and stuff, mid and 60s, they started doing a lot of commercialized with like restaurants and with like other businesses and stuff having the like styrofoam plates and styrofoam containers and you know what's like funny that. though? And and it and it got pushed like you like you said it boomed throughout the 70s and the 80s and even into the 90s you had you know giant 72 ounce you know cups and shit that uh, the bigger the cup the better circle circle k and i i mean i love circle k as a business model but circle k has got to be the worst offender there and i'm sorry anyone who works for them's watching this but i gotta throw you guys under the bus there hi miss k we still love you <laughs> But like guys, it's it's funny though because when you get sorry, Jimmy, I didn't mean to cut you off or anything, but when you get a quality paper packaging product, it makes the whole product you're receiving feel like it's of superior quality anyway, instead of some shoddy plastic packaging that kind of almost just crinkles itself to death. You know, you have this sturdy paper product around it, which is a better for the environment, most importantly, but b you really actually feel like you're getting a better product. So I don't know what these companies are doing. It doesn't take much research to find out that, you know, me, Jimmy, Neptune, or Bandit, we all probably would much prefer plastic packaging because it feels like it's a better package anyhow. 
It takes about when you go to the butcher twenty dollars research. When you get yep. your meat wrapped in butcher paper, as opposed to going to the grocery store and pulling it off the shelf when it's got that With thin plastic, plastic and styrofoam. Yep. Do yep. you not think? Do you not feel like you're getting a better product, a better slice of meat? But well, if I, you you probably are, you are. A butcher. You are. <clears throat> but you feel like you're getting a better product because you've got this slab of meat wrapped in butcher paper. It just it feels different. It feels better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and they they and you know and that you can do so much with plastic. You know, kind of to your point right there about the way it feels and looks and stuff like that. You know, they're able to mold and color it whatever you want to use you know, commercialization and stuff like that to, to catch your eye. And, you know, and, and I've made mentioned before in other episodes, commercialization is just a form of psychology used against you. And like, and, you know, they, they, they use these bright laden colors and these different, you know, symbols and stuff like that. This is where symbolism ironically comes back into this. It's, it's funny that it, you can bring it to this because a lot of these big corporations and stuff like that, in a sense do actually have like hidden symbolism that you can find through like other things throughout history. But like, aside from that, they're, they've used like these plastic colors and these plastic, you know, you got these greens and these blues and these reds and these yellows and, this, and it catches your eyes, especially right there at say the, the cash register. And I, I got, I, I could, I could add something to that too, especially yeah. in what we see in stores. Like, and I think it's got a lot to do and, I mean, if you if you do vegan, do you, whatever. But I have to I have to quantify that by saying that you know these vegan products they they try to move away from natural resources, thinking they're doing good for the environment when they're doing more harm. You know, most oh, absolutely. most vegan most vegan products that are supposed to be environmentally friendly are made from plastics and you're doing more harm to the environment than you would be by simply tapping into earth's natural resources. And I I feel like a lot of people lose on this or, or don't want to believe it when it is the truth. It, Mm -hmm. It it's not vegan wool. It's plastic. It's fucking plastic. It's always the pleather is awful. Awful. It's that fake leather stuff is awful. <clears throat> I mean, your, your, your alternatives to a lot of things are either plastic and like, look, I'm not a big fan of like these, these fake meats that they're bringing in on, onto the subject either. And like those. That are, is shown to do more damage as far as killing how much, bugs how and rodents. That? And when you think about than, it, you break it down. This yeah. video that I showed a few minutes ago kind of does break it down that, you know, plastics are are literally used in everything like there's there's not much you can't sit here and say that there's not a form of plastic or a byproduct that also makes plastic whether you know a petroleum based product and stuff like it's it's a it's a it's one of the things i I think back to and i recently rewatched the men who made america and I, i think back to the episode about rockefeller when he decided that it was in his best interest to diversify what his opportunities were to start using gasoline as a byproduct because he'd use kerosene uh, as primary fuel source until uh, until J.P. Morgan and uh, Tesla and uh, uh, shit, uh, whatever the other 
the the guy ripped us off. I'm having a brain fart right now. Which one? Edison. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Thomas Edison. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think back to that where Morgan decided to tap into using alternating current and um, Rockefeller coming to the reality that he had to diversify considering that he did not want to give in to using electric. And, uh, you know, as a refining process of oil, they realized, yeah, there's gasoline there. That obviously has its mainstay now in combustion engines, but it had so many other uses, petroleum jelly, and obviously it's a, it's another byproduct of oil. It's, it's one of the things that I think corp, big corporations uh, saw as it's cheap, it's profitable, we can make a dollar off of it. Uh, so there's a there's a lot that could probably be said there. Right? So I just kind of wanted to add that. Do you guys know about the whole um, margarine and plastic being like just a molecule away from each other? Thing? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one so molecule. gross to even think about. I so, refuse to cook with it. I yeah, re- no, I won't. I refuse to cook with margarine. So, so I, mean, I mean, I guess, but. But, in a sense, are hey, they just still telling realistic, us that it's literally though. plastic that we're just eating if you're if you're using margarine, like just another form of it, I guess. May as well just take a big old bite of plastic, yeah. Yep. It's disgusting to even think about. I have a serious question. Okay. What are the just eggs made from? What are the I don't really know the answer to this, but they're not eggs. They're not egg based. Oh, I don't please I've seen those on the shelf. Those like vegan alternative comes in a container. Yeah, what is that? Shit? I remember back in the day, my dad used to eat those egg beaters. Do you, sure. Anybody, anybody, anybody yeah. remember uh, egg beaters? Yeah, I, Came yeah. in the yeah. little milk carton yeah. things. They're yeah. used in a lot of restaurants. People don't believe me. So gross. Jimmy, so I'm gross, in man. a lot of restaurants, and I can tell you, you're a zillion percent right. Yep, so gross. And it just comes in cartons, and they just <clears throat> look, guys, I'm going to level with you. If, if Waffle House could get away with it, they would, because... It's a lot easier than having to crack eggs and possibly get shells in your shit you, and all that. I'll tell you Denny's, right now, you want, you want to pull a good one on somebody, go into IHOP, and when you sit down and you order your food, tell mm. them that you want shelled eggs when you order your food because if you do yep. not, you're getting them from a carton. Yep. Mm-hmm. Most restaurant, most breakfast places, that's what they do. Most places. Also, lots of quantity production uh, uh Catering Ooh. companies and cafeterias on mm-hmm. university campuses, corporate campuses, all that, man. It's, it's really bad. I mean, military had powdered eggs. Neptune? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give your break, man. You know, you know bad breakfast food. Uh, that, and that powdered coffee. The fuck was like, that? <laughs> let's not, let's not <laughs> talk about the amount of bugs that are allowed into one pound of ground coffee that you buy on the grocery store. Let's not talk oh, about the amount of bugs. Oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. I whole bean. I a whole bean. Whole bean coffee? Or do like I'm thinking about experimenting and roasting my own coffee. Try that, please. But, Stay away from freeze-dried coffee. Folgers gang is going to show up. Yeah. Yeah, but, Folgers gang is going to show up at my but, door, man. But, hum- but humor me for if you will, I mean, they, they talk about these vegan alternatives and much like anything else, I I feel like it's, it's, it's almost like the people who, who pander this shit are almost playing into big corporations hands because they can can do this to cut corners and save themselves a few dollars, save themselves some money. and, And then they're doing more damage to the environment in the process. 
have you ever noticed you've been to a grocery store and, and ever seen like <clears throat> um, shelves that have been, you know, I mean, I'm not talking like a socialist shelf where it's empty, but if you've ever gone to the grocery store and seen products kind of before shipment, before they unload trucks, like it's been, it's thinned out. And if you go by like the vegan section or the meat alternative section in your uh, uh, meat section, it's stocked full. It's stocked mm -hmm. full. And if you go by the dairy section, at least with the K Roger that I go to uh, along the back row with like all the coolers and stuff, you will see the, the vegan section, the vegetarian vegan section where it's all like get everything's like dairy free, yeah. meat free, everything free. It's completely stocked full, everything. It's stocked well, and, full. It's and let's talk about the vegans for a minute here because, it, you know, I, someone very near and dear to me is a vegan. And uh, I feel I, pain, man. It's, you know, I love him very, very much. He's very, very dear to me. And he does this because he doesn't agree with practices in the meat industry. Okay. And I don't, but, and I don't either. I, I and will there, say no. that there are many practices in the meat industry hardcore, which are. Yep. As a hardcore bona fide carnivore, I don't either. Mass, uh, it's the industrialized mass, side. Be yeah, specific, exactly. though. It's mass, the industrialized it's side of yeah. meat processing that is horrifying, if you've ever it's seen that video. And, and I just, I, I keep telling to him, I yep. keep telling him, you know, if you, if you have ethically sourced and properly cared for meat, it's better for your body. First of all, you'll actually get real nutritional value out of it. But second, it's not done in such an inhumane way that you have to worry about not supporting the meat industry when you could be supporting farmer, whatever the hell, and he's giving you quality product that he raised on his land that's been in his family for six generations, and that's what they do is quality, let's say, pigs or whatever. You know? and yeah. And but, but the stuff that they put in their body instead is so much worse for you just because they want to mm -hmm. feel good inside like they're doing something. When yeah. really, the meat industry doesn't give a fuck if you're eating meat or not because there are tons of idiots out there still eating bullshit meat that has zero nutritional value they mm -hmm. pump it well, I, th I think it's what is it uh nitric nitric do they nitric run it acid. Under nitric, yeah nitric acid to actually make it stay red instead of that you guys all know that weird like purpley brown that yep. purpley brown that you get on on meat that's supposed to be real good yeah mm -hmm. that's they try and sell it red in the stores and it's yeah. like all this bullshit all adds up to just terrible product but at the same time, you're actually ingesting less microplastics and toxins and bullshit that is byproducts and runoff than you are when you have these vegan alternatives that are meat and stuff. Why can't you just make vegetables good? They are delicious. It's better. To I don't make think there's anything you can good. do to a beet to make it good. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love mean, beets. I mean, I love for, beets. You know, yeah, you know, for, dirt for fruit, this, man. No way. You know, for all the discussion that could be. Sorry, Jimmy. Go ahead. Do you know most of your refined white sugar is beets? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't use the white refined sugar. Just just a point. Like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. But cane you sugar know, is. You want to know? You can smoke beets, and they are terrific. Smoked beets are something else. Oh, dirt fruit, man. Hey, oh, listen. No, no, I no, just started eating beef. Brussels sprouts. Okay. 
I'm still a child at heart, man. I could do some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> well, I'll bring you some I, going back to the meat thing. To catch up. You want to go back to the meat thing? But I'm a fat kid and I eat broccoli all day. Oh, so that's genetic. You know that's genetic. Good for you anyway. Yeah, broccoli's not good for you either. It's grown in a it was lab created. The same thing though. It's the same off the same plant. Uh, I don't really care. I just I, I, I like Brussels sprouts more than broccoli. And Brussels sprouts aren't good. But go ahead. But, you know, there's a there's a but lot to be going back to, to the beef thing. <clears throat> it's funny because I'll go to the farmer's yeah. market and I'll go to the grocery store and uh the state produced uh, beef per pound is two dollars cheaper than like uh, the grocery store brand. It's two dollars, almost two dollars. It's like a dollar ninety nine cheaper per pound, and it's got that wonderful, like never frozen color to it. It, it it's absolutely amazing. And then you go to the farmers market, you can get. 10 pounds for $40 as opposed to the grocery store. It's like, it's almost $7 a pound now It's for insane. garbage for garbage. Yeah. And, and you guys know I'm, I'm a chef. I currently have a barbecue pop-up. So meat is always something that I'm buying, you know, I, mean, I buy brisket and pork belly and, and tri-tip and all this stuff. And it's just, it's getting insane where they're charging at every store, damn near every single store. Go ahead, Neptune, please. I'm sorry. Go off. No, you're good. So it's just thinking about the vegan thing a second ago. It's just, you know, the, the reality that people try to do anything to meat avoid is uh, it's almost self-defeating because they they think there's nutritional value to be had there and yet you know we talk about the uh the reality that vegan products are mostly plastic or just inherently bad for you even if they're naturally occurring in any way plant-based foods are not going to give you the level of protein that you need for a healthy diet no. you do not get lipoproteins on any meaningful scale that you would get from red meat I mean, protein is a crucial part of anyone's diet. And I, I really, that's pretty much where vegans lose me, honestly, is aside from everything else, I, I can never get on board with that idea that you, you cannot build an, enough protein in your body to allow you to have the, the right amount of nutrients that are naturally occurring. You will not get B12. You will not get B3. You will not get any D vitamins if you do not eat meat. And then, yeah, there are still these people that go on about <clears throat> vegan products. And yeah, they lose guys, me in the fact that they don't eat, that they don't do bacon. They lose me. Totally lost uh, me at no bacon. Uh, what kind of psychopath <laughs> doesn't do bacon? That is a psychopath. I'm a vegan. You mean you don't eat bacon? Like yeah, the beef thing? Okay, mate. Uh, you know, I want to hear you. I want to hear their argument. Why uh, bacon? You don't do delicious, crispy bacon. There is so much protein in pork that oh, it cannot be understood. Pork and chicken is king, man. 
Well, and pork fat has so many different uses than just being attached to the stuff that you cook. I mean, it is magical. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. It's delicious. No, it's so the, the, delicious. The, real, the, the real value to red meat, and the reason I mentioned it, is lipoproteins. I mean, cattle is going to give you the absolute most. You'll get, you'll get it from any other food source. You'll get it from yard bird. You'll get it from pork. doesn't matter. The, the point is, eat meat. You cannot get your basic building blocks of nope. what is needed for you to survive if you <clears> don't eat meat. They well, want to take it away from L- you and keep you weak. If you don't have LPLs, you're, 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 you're out. Me, they want to take it away from you and keep you weak. Many times you have to take supplements like iron and B12 and whatnot. And, you know, just to, just to even be okay without meat. It's like... Oh, and look at the vitamins that they have to take. Mm-hmm. Vegans, hard. No, I'm talking hardcore vegans. Look at the vitamins well, and the of, supplements and stuff they have to take, man. Think of that meme from uh, I forget who I forget who made that meme, but it was the Omni Man meme, and it was talking about eating meat and then vegans, and then it's the jet flying by. Look what they have to do to measure a fraction of our power. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. That's the that's the reality of. It. Plus, they try to make it up through delicious. those vitamins. It's still not, and it's still not going to. In the end, it won't make it up. Plus, it's delicious. Yes, Meat I is agree. so good, though. Very good. Cheeseburger, pork chops, bacon, um, steak, stop a, stop brisket stop that's been, <laughs> a brisket that's been slow roasted for nine hours at 250 degrees or eight is hours it, at 250 is it just degrees. Or, or most of mm. your vegans like... Like angry, they're angry, angry and, and they're bitter, grayish. right? Their skin color is like grayish. Like, does yeah. anyone else see that, or is that just me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They're very pasty, like they're like a, almost the color of like a Elmer's glue. <laughs> I've honestly, I, I've met, I've met a few people who have abstained from eating meat, and they're starting to get jaundice from yeah, but, uh, from kid from kidney and liver failure. I believe it. Yeah, totally believe it th- though. Do you think this veganism thing and then like you know, it's like not sustainable. Use- no, I'm saying like mm-hmm. the use. It's, it's not, like, man. The use of plastics. Do you think like this is like a hand in hand? Do you think like at the end of the day, could this be like a marketing type psyop for them to like be continuing to push this plastic to get people away from can, you know less, less I mean, animal based products? Because you know you're really messing the ecosystem up when you use less animals as well too. Like you can't. Oh yeah, you, know I mean? you got to have a balanced ecosystem for it to be sustainable. Yeah, and they've actually they've actually done studies on like uh, plant based foods and like your vegan like plants and everything like that, where they source them from. It actually does more damage to the environment than like a ranch or uh, someone that has pigs or chickens or stuff. Let's talk about caribou for a minute. That's a that's a perfect point, Bandit. Let's talk about caribou for a minute. People talk about how deer are beautiful, and I agree a hundred percent. Deer is deer are one of the most beautiful creatures to walk the surf. But with their populations unchecked, what happens to the topsoil when they've ate all the grass? Oh yeah. Gone. Gone. <laughs> what happens to all of your flora and fauna? If the topsoil goes, oh, on. You're, fucked. you're fucked. 
what happens when all of that goes across multiple ecosystems and it's again 1926 mm-hmm. what happened in oklahoma in the mid-20s dust bowl every yep. so often at fort campbell kentucky uh the deer would become such a insane problem hunting isn't allowed it wasn't allowed or it still isn't allowed but every once in a while the mm-hmm. deer get so they they run unchecked in the reserve areas on Fort Campbell and Fort Campbell has a large training areas on post the deer would run unchecked and that's exactly what would happen you would go by and see entire fields i mean stripped trees stripped for as for as high as they could reach trees and everything completely stripped out of a field and and then i can, I can sorry go ahead no, no go ahead i was done and so i can see where you know there comes in an argument to be had that we're disrupting a a, a natural ecosystem right if we get involved and we hunt and yes over um Overhunting, depopulating is 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 a serious problem. I I do agree. There must be a balance. And uh, fishing, don't forget overfishing too, man. That's just as bad. Overfishing we, and overhunting. If we, if we deny if we deny bears the salmon population, they can't keep wolves under control. Yep. And what happens then? I mean, that problem would take care of itself, and this world won't be the same in 150 years. But there is that reality that. You know, in the in the in the in the natural hierarchy of of this ecosystem, that we do have to maintain that population control, because when we do run into these invasive species, they can negatively affect everything around. And yeah, I mean, we talk plenty about you know so feral hog, but I mean that's obviously just the nail in the coffin. But no, no, no. And, you know, but I, I, I kind of see, you know, I kind of see like from where I'm sitting, I see a trend here. Like I see all of this, all of this, you know, vegan type stuff and this let's not use let's not use the earth. But like the way the way they're going about it and thinking that these other alternatives, I don't think have been the answer to begin with and are still not the answer. Like, you know, they're instead of instead of making things that are actually compostable i I think the greatest example you can go through is to hemp you can literally make plastics out of things like hemp that are actually decomposable and can go back to where they came from at the end of the day and there's other plants that i've seen that companies are touching with you know just to make themselves seem better but they're not really using to their full potential you know, there are these plant plant based plastics. I think there's a good place to use some of these plant based ideas instead of trying to put them in your body and you know going away from you know animal things like you know these these fake leathers that are just plastic that end up in a dump somewhere. These these fake you know like you know, a big thing I've seen recently in like the nerd community is plastic made. Uh, like like horns that are that are cups you know i mean that used to be a thing they used to use a horn for a cup but now you know now you can get them as plastic but guess where they're gonna end up the dump super nintendo systems the dump you know like everything that's ever been made of plastic and stuff it ends up in a dump styrofoam cups is the biggest number one thing in the world and we have these we have these 
goofy. I wish I had one. I had one a couple episodes ago, and I wish I would have kept it just to bring it up for this episode. It's it talks about it's a styrofoam that's ninety two percent biodegradable, and when you get to actually reading the cup, you see that it it's only biodegradable in a certain like ecosystem at a certain level like it has to be the right temperature and stuff like that with the right amount of moisture and yada 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 and it's just like it's just like oh this is just another ploy when in the reality there is there is alternative answers i've seen in the the etsy market the ebay market and things like that where people have made plant-based products or even reusable products out of things like copper and steel and yada yada but like there's there's definitely tons of other answers that i guess people just don't want to pay for or are not profitable you know i i i, I want to jump in here jimmy yeah. if i may yeah this, jump right in. you talked about hemp and uh casey and i can share in here and also uh ox i'd like to pass the buck back over to you but talking about hemp is is so crucially important to to how we deal in business today as an alternative to plastic and not only that the 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 reason hemp historically has not been used so much i mean we can go back to william randolph hearst and the army's world war ii experiments with marijuana uh, as a justification to say that hemp should be banned and outlawed is the reason we don't use it today. Uh, That's boomer logic for you. Seriously. and it, well, it It's non-fruit bearing. It's completely non-fruit bearing. Yes, yeah, so but they don't the understand hell. that one, they associate it straight across the board as the one thing. And, Marijuana. And hemp, right. And hemp is, is biodegradable. And Ox, I would like if you have any additional thoughts, go ahead and, and jump in with that because you mentioned it. Is you know, hemp is a perfectly in my mind, and I agree with Jimmy 100%. Hemp should be something that we should strive towards because and it's it replenishing. It's it, it's a replenishable right. natural resource. Yep. It's meaningful. It's not harmful to the environment, and it benefits everyone. I so, could not agree more with you. And. In addition, another advantage we would have if we continued to use it in our society as we could use it as an almost instantaneous replacement, and it would help exponentially with crop cycling. You guys, how well does hemp grow in the South? It's it's like ever, to interject. Kentucky, right? give me a break, man. We're but talking like, about it's Kentucky. Like, it's Kentucky like is, could have a so, huge. It's like everything hemp, they, they, they used, used to have a huge hemp. Um, yeah, production so, here so in Kentucky survives you well in a human environment. Yeah, mm -hmm. so let me ask you. Itself. Let me ask you this: Cotton is one of the most chemically toxic plants to grow. Period. It is absolutely yep. terrible for your soil. And, and it's still used right up there with tobacco. One of, and right yeah, cotton is one of the primary things. That, even in my shirt, I'm probably wearing cotton right now. Or most likely. I'm so cotton is one of the most Michael chemically Parker. chemically yeah. for the soil. Cotton is one of the worst plants to grow, that yep. and tobacco. But yep. one of the most chemically replenishing, and it's got built, almost filtration properties when you grow hemp in the soil. It re-injects nutrients back into the yep. soil, and it can literally process and break down with zero byproduct all of those toxins that other plants put into the soil. It just it's absorbs them and puts out good quality. It's a magical plant. It is. 
And it's got plan. Yeah. I really think that if they started cycling those into crop rotations, soil would be better across the U.S. at commercial and private uh, growing locations. And I really, I, I think that if we scaled it to the volume that we're doing with all these plastics, it would really make a noticeable change in maybe a year or less. Not really only that, not, not only that, it would be objectively beneficial to especially the places that have been historically most devastated by the complete erosion of topsoil across right. the across the Midwest. That's been a thing. I mean, yeah, they have some good years. They have some bad years. You could see a return to real productivity for farmers across the heartland mm-hmm. by 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 using by using hemp as a as a means to replace ground soil that has been eroded away uh, due to its uh, I- extreme cultivation in the uh, in in the early half of the twentieth century. They have. Yep. It, it's almost like okay. So get this. Like when you think about it, really, it's almost like everything that has ever been made out of plastic and petroleum and stuff like that is literally been something they've tried to create to replace hemp in some form or stage. Hemp fuel, hemp for medicine, hemp for textiles, hemp for like, I mean, everything. There, I mean, there's hempcrete, you've got hemp plastics, you've got hemp clothing, you've got hemp gas that you, I mean, this is, this is, this is literally a whole list of things that you're, we're sitting here talking about that could be, could be made at home from a plant that you could grow in your own yard but then daddy yep. government took it all away and gave it all to companies that want to use products that are totally bad for you and keep you sick so in turns you can take their medicine they can make made money the same garbage and you know keep the circle going around and now there's plastic everywhere we're all got plastic hemp is not a money maker oh, man and it's a it's not a money maker anything that people can do within their own means and have the means to do for themselves is not profitable yeah, for business. Yeah, profitable. So, they want to keep you sick. They want to keep you obese. They want to keep you brain so, dead. So with that, and they want to keep you totally reliant on what they have. You know. So so the powers so, that be. That's not. Yeah, the powers. So with be. that, you know, I have there's there's this article that you, that you sent to me. You know that actually makes me think about this. Is that. It's, this is even in like the Smithsonian, and I have another. And one. I didn't, I didn't want to oversell the percentage rate because I realized that that was a very small sample size. Sure. But even as I think about it, I realize that even from that sample size and how much people use this product over time, while the percentage rate of how many people have microplastics in their bloodstream today, it might not be that high but it still has the possibility of being more than 50% of the population for all of those side effects. And, you know, not just the ones I talked about before. I mean, you know, you've, you've got cardiovascular issues. You're going to have problems, um, you know, breathing when you know, when you, when you ingest enough of this, but there's also good evidence behind BPAs that, you know, Toxic levels of the stuff will will affect your fertility rate. 
mm-hmm. and your 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 ability to to reproduce as a human being. And well, and that was something you know, else that I had disturbing uh, and depressing that I had looked up myself. You know that actually goes right along with that. This was in the medical news today that they that they're finding it in like blood and finding it in people's lungs and stuff like this like it's it's becoming a more and more thing it seems every day if you actually do a search for microplastics like you're finding you're finding it everywhere now all of a sudden people are finally starting to catch on i don't know if it's about to catch on or if it's more as it's actually becoming a you know a bigger problem in the everyday life you know not just the oh it's affecting the fish in the ocean no dude you're you're breathing it you're eating it you're sleeping in it you're bathing in it you're painting it on your face you're you're everything especially if especially if good point man makeup oh no makeup there's so much plastic yeah good point man good point and and not and no not just makeup you would you know you brought up earlier and like it it kind of ties back into the food thing too like it being on like the everything you that eat are commercial everything like the like the anything you buy in a plastic bag that's sealed in a plastic bag guarantee all of that shaking has rubbed the inside of it that plastic bag onto the food that's in there let's let, let me bring up a realistic point um being a realist like myself often gets confused with being a pessimist because I, I tend to just say, you know, I, I don't, sh- I won't sugarcoat it for you. This, this problem, it has gotten to the point now where I don't think it's going to go away. I really don't think it's going to go away. This is not something that we're going to like, Oh, we got to jump ahead. No, man, you're not this jumping. Was, a- you're not really not jumping a- ahead of this. We're at a point that we have to mitigate because yeah. it is yep. such a problem now. We have to get awareness to people that mm-hmm. they they we we need pressure. I mean, and I'm going to leave politics aside, but either from a legislative level, from an operations level, uh, at a business level, we've got to we've got to make awareness that this is a problem. It's not going to reduce because, and I can make a quick segue of that, that this has been such a problem now that these microplastics, this overall problem has made its way back into the atmosphere because that's the way oxygen works. That's the way physics works. It's going to eventually make its way back up into the atmosphere. It's never going to fully go away. Mm-hmm. The best we can do is mitigate the issue and and move towards those alternatives, especially him. And like I said, uh, but that's uh, all I, I got to say. Sure. I mean, and we'll, but, but I, ta- well, add to what you're saying right there. To th- if you think about it, like, like look at how everywhere we live, there's a grocery store or two or three probably within I'm going to say 30 miles of us. Cause I think I've got the biggest stretch of having multiples. I'm not sure about everybody else, but like, you know, there's I can drive to like 10 grocery stores within 10 minutes. All right. And how many gallons of milk are all over the shelves? Yeah, there's tons. Uh, how many gallons of, of orange juice are all over the okay, shelves? Okay. So, yep. well, I can yep. go to the Amish market and just up the road and get milk in a glass container. Nice. And you can Which return it for it. it's going to be $2 more. But with that first purchase, you bring it back, you get $2 off your next purchase. You return the jar, you return the container, and yeah. 
but it's got a plastic cap. But still, mitigating what Neptune said, mitigating. Why did we ever move away from glass? Why? Well, the reality is, I think, for production, it's cheaper because <clears throat> they just assume everyone's... Exactly. Gonna- it's about money. They, they sold their souls and they sold us out yeah. to make a little bit more money and make it an easier yep. process for them. That's it. Yeah. All and it that's all down. it is. We've come... If you know, I mean, it's just... It, it comes down to... We have come to a point right now and I wish we wouldn't have come to this point in my lifetime, but better now than my kids when I'm not around. It, it, we've come to a tipping point right now where we're at, do we uh, mitigate the destruction that we've caused right now? Or do we just like go over the edge and just go for total broke? You know, because no, I'm not kidding, man. It's serious. It's a serious problem right now. We've come to a tipping point. Do we just do we teeter this edge and try to get back on a good path? You know, I mean, or do we just like jump over the jump off the cliff and go for broke? I make I make mention, you know, I I make mention of both ways a lot. And, you you know, period, I I say, because like, We talk to people like some of those other people that are kind of already building their own infrastructures while Rome is crumbing, crumbling around us. People doing things yeah, I am. Own way. I mean, that's that. That's what you're talking about right there. That's a great idea. Go ahead and have some of these Europe. things around to keep some kind of an economy and people going. And then I'm also, I'm also there at the same time going. It needs to go over the edge because I think that's the only way we're actually going to stop these mega corporations that have their hold because like they're, they're, they're. Don't get on this soapbox, man. Don't do the soap. Don't get on the soapbox. I'm not going to do the soapbox, but you're, but these, but they really are like, they're buying up everything. And it's one at at, at the end of the day, like you like to say, it's one guy. So it's one guy. It is. But I just saw a new study. They're fighting back. There are more privately run, private, family run farms own more land now than any one mega corporation or any one person in the United States. There is more privately run farms, more private people have bought farmland and they're expanding. It's not by much, but it's still growing on the private side. I mean, they're not giving up because they've seen what's happening, I think. And it goes back to maybe all of these food processing plants burning down is a good thing. Maybe it's not the bad guys doing it. You know, I'm not mad about losing access to frozen pizzas. That's the most recent one that went up. And people all of a sudden see that and they jump to an immediate conclusion of, Oh my God, they're burning our food supplies. Not reading the actual article, realizing that it was frozen pizza storage. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I hope it all went up, man. I hope those pizzas all got cooked to perfection. <laughs> At a certain point, they <laughs> probably were. smelled delicious for about But no, seriously, minutes. though. You know, you know maybe what? It, no, maybe it's the good guys burning this stuff down. Going, this is how we return. This is how we get a course correction is to fight back like this. Maybe it's not well, the mean, bad guys. For Maybe every, it's the good for guys. every action, there is an equal or greater reaction. And so when you say that, you know, they've gone so hard in one direction, 
it, it looks really bad when, when the pendulum swings the other way. But mm-hmm. what if it is the pendulum just swinging the right way yep. this time? And, and go, you know, go, go ahead, Neptune. I know you had something to say there a second ago. <laughs> the only thing I, I was going to really add to that was, you know, there is there's almost a sort of divine intervention involved there that it comes down to a reality that uh, if you push enough, people are going to push back. Mm-hmm. And I know that's what 100% know that's what correct, was, man. I know, that's what, I know that's what he was getting at mm-hmm. is, you know, you can only, you can only push so hard before you break the, break the camel's back. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of where I was going with that is that's really the only thing I had to say, but it's, it's worth noting that uh, I think it's meaningful. I'm not concerned about the, the, the destruction of these uh, uh, mass production facilities. I mean, if it were bad guy sabotage, right. It's really only reaffirming that, uh, they just want us to do what they expect us to do and they won't take no for an answer. But on the other side and the, the side that I believe in and you what I bugs. think is, Yeah. But the side that I, I believe to be absolutely true is uh, fuck with us enough. We're going to fuck you back. And yeah. that's, that's, that's all I got to say about it because the silent majority it, is real. People, people don't do realize it. that the silent and it ain't going to be silent for long. Yeah, it really gonna, is not, and, man. And and if you and, know, if you 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 also making mention of you know all the land being on there on by private ownership now finally and such like that, it's not these big corporations, and that's you know yeah. that's a great thing because that's just more of that proof that we are many, they are no one, and like their 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 thing isn't going to last forever, and I think we really need to continue to look into these alternative things to make ourselves and looking into these alternative home-based farms and stuff like that and bartering and swapping and trading and continuing to use their dollar if that's what we have to use right now or whatever but not don't let it go digital and shit like that you know like you gotta you gotta you gotta find a medium somewhere because it's all about becoming self-sustainable yeah yeah bartering is going to be the way of the future for those who don't want to subscribe to this nonsense degenerate program that they have have in place They chose, man, to touch on that a little bit, they chose the worst time. They might as well have just shot their foot off when introducing this, the the stupid Powell, Jerome Powell, the head of the Fed right now, uh, introduced their thinking over a digital dollar. That is, this has been the worst time they basically just shot their foot off. Look at the upcoming prediction of power grid failures. Uh, look at all of the cyber attacks. Uh, look at how bad the dollar is doing right now. There was not one good comment on any social media straight across the board on any article involving the digital dollar. Nobody was like, oh, God, I can't wait to do this. Everybody was just like, you based what? Were you guys not thinking when you like decided to come out with this? No, they could they couldn't pander hard enough and for it to backfire as hard as it did. No, it did. Ten, 100% ten years ago, they could have gotten away with. Ten years ago, they could have gotten away with that. Not now. 
know? No, no, man, well, they, they might as well have like, just been like, he got off of the video and was just like, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and limp off stage right now. Did you guys see this beautiful, this beautiful? Yes. That, that's the yes. IRS, by the way. That's not the Federal Reserve. Still, Somebody said it was the Federal Reserve. That's the, it. I think that's the IRS building, but still it's, one in the same. Uh, still, yeah, to me, they're one of the same. But like, I just, you know, seeing stuff yep. like this, it's just like. That man is doing God's work. He really is. Like, he, <laughs> these. And that's another example of people get the silent silent. majority not being silent anymore. You know? Really not. People, well, people have had enough. That's what you were saying, Bandit. Uh, I think that this is also a really an opportune time to roll out some sort of digital currency for the U.S. Because look at how Bitcoin's doing, and everybody who follows cryptos and trades them is freaking out about it. Oh, it's tanking, and it's like, well, cryptos are backed by nothing. Yeah, it's just like the American dollar. Everything is fiat. Out. Every currency is fiat. Mm-hmm. Everything is. Even gold and silver, it's all perceived wealth. But me and Jimmy have t- touched on this uh, a, a little bit back and forth with gold has other uses besides currency. That's what gives it value. But something like that is always perceived unless you barter something that actually has like use use to it. You know, money is paper. Yeah. And nothing else. Cryptocurrency, they were saying online that, oh, it'll, it can never, ever dip below $20,000 because that's what it costs to mine one Bitcoin is $20,000. And guess what it's at right now? I think like eighteen six. dollars Yeah, it is. Yeah, but let's make a digital dollar to try and strengthen the paper dollar. Uh yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and base my 401k or anything like that yeah. on something as bad as like a digital currency that you don't have a like, physical if you don't have a physical standard to back up what you say is worth money, it yeah. means nothing. It's going to mean nothing. Absolutely. You know. So if it doesn't have value, it is toothless. Yep. 100%. But I but you know I really I it, to me, thinking thinking about looking at all of these things like these microplastics and these and these diets that don't work for people and these you know this all just all of this stuff accumulating together, it's 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 funny to see that how you know this this petroleum based item these petroleum based items have really just been a cause for chaos and 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 control and such like that because they've got it they've got that whole market cornered and they're the ones kind of in charge of that area of the world and the the best way we are going to be able to take it back because i think that i think it can be taken back is through all of this stuff you're talking about and the internet holds the holds the ability to connect with these people you know like we've connected with ourselves we connect with all these amazing guests and stuff like that like but like you you've got your your etsys and your and your ebays and your you know it, it all these different marketplaces and even flea markets and stuff that I, I i recommend people go to in their own towns and stuff for real you know because you find all these amazing homemade products and sure you're gonna pay more for it but like Sure, absolutely. But it's going to be a product that's going to last you for a while, or it's going to be something like you're saying with their, you bring back the jar and they give you that $2 off your next jar and stuff like that. Like it, this stuff, the, this stuff is how you are going to be able to sustain ourselves when, 
when things fall out, like we've, we've all got our own different methods. I think we've all talked about our own different methods. Like I, I've, I've got the meat aspect covered for sure. I, I'll be able to barter that. And I think I'll be able to barter like tobacco and, and alcohol because that's just the kind of thing I believe in like storing. I, and I think having top dollar barter items, I'll be able to get a lot of the kind of stuff that I can need to sustain off of it because because you're absolutely right. I think we, I think we'll survive longer off of eating chicken and pork regularly than we would surviving off of eating a whole entire thing of nothing but tomatoes or something. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's plenty to forage for in your own yard. Wild lettuce is a real thing. Dandelions are a real thing. Honeysuckles a real thing. There's, there's so many flowers that are edible that you can, you can get your own vegetation right there where you are on top of raising things like chicken and pigs and goats, they're all pretty easy. And I've just covered my dairy and my beet, my meat and stuff like that, because I believe dairy is good for you. I just think it doesn't take much to grow a garden. It really doesn't. That stuff's stuff's terrible. And it's, if you have your own, your own goat, your own, Oh, your own cow, even you could, that raw milk has more nutrients in it than pasteurized bought at the store you know, whatever that is, because there's no telling how much garbage is in that because of the way that it is done. That, that gets back into the, this is that, you know, that industrialized farming stuff like that stuff's, that stuff's gone array because it has to follow certain guidelines and regulations that the USDA put into place. And I'm just like, fuck those guys who said that they're boss and, you know, fuck, fuck any sheriff that goes down and shuts down a farm because they want to keep doing the, the USD regulation thing. Like, no, you need to step in and let your farm take care of your community and quit, you know, no, don't let them come down there and shut it down or kill all their chickens or kill all their cows or make them burn their crops because the USDA said so. And screw you. Like take care of the, take care of your community. Nothing. Right. Yeah. I just, I, these are, these are things that I, I think, I don't know. I, I think kind of strongly on, and I think microplastics were, our own fault. Like, I'm not going to say they're not like I, I take part in. Oh, the human race is totally at fault for microplastics. Yeah, yeah, like, it was know, never I, one, just one person or one corporation. Uh, it, it came down to the people did it to themselves with this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and, and trying to, trying to think you're on some kind of high horse thinking that you're living better because you're choosing vegan. Like, I'm sorry, we are kind of coming after you. Cause like your, your alternatives are plastic. Like but what it comes down to with this is, though, we may have been at fault for it, but what you do when you find out with this info is, trying to change. is what de- is what defines what you did. You know, change it. Yeah. if you decide, oh, it's bad for us, it's bad for the environment, but I'm going to continue to do it. You just and you chose your side with that. A lot of but if you that- do find out this info and decide, well, I need to mitigate this, then okay. All right. You made the right decision and, and mitigate as best as you can, because there are a lot of things that in a sense you're kind of forced into, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't really have a choice, no. but that product that comes with that extra plastic and stuff, but you can, you can find some workarounds in some sense. Like there's, there's this really cool thing that, um, that we haven't been there in a while. Cause we, we went a different route all the way, but, uh, people that still use like liquid detergent or whatever. And you know, that's a plastic bottle of time or whatever, but I found a place, there's a place kind of not too far from me that gets it by the whatever. And they refill it 
like name brand ones or whatever in these giant tanks and sell it in their store as a refill. Like there's, there are places out there that you can like refill some of the stuff, reuse some of the stuff if you can. Like I find reuses for anything I can, like there's, there's, if you have chickens and ducks and animals and stuff, if you clean this stuff out because you can clean it, you can, you know, you can reuse it to, to, you you know do things in your yard and stuff like that for different fertilize your garden with it different yeah organizing your garden and stuff like that these are real things like these like i have i've, I've got to come up with ways to keep my animals away from things and i will say some of this plastic helps me do it but i've found a way to reuse it and and you've made mention of it before bandit about about uh you know bacon soding your fruits and vegetables when you get them from the store and you know getting all the not only like the pesticides and stuff gone pe- out of it but if you do it you can, soak you it in baking soda and water go ahead no that's all just baking oh. soda and water when you yeah. soak your vegetables in it and if you oh, buy yeah. non-organic if you soak them for a, a few minutes will they'll remove the pesticides that were sprayed on them yeah and but you doing it in warm water also afterwards or beforehand you can also get that plastic and wax that's on there you know rinsed off of it because that's that that's a thing too like you know they're they're things are coated in in a bunch of all kinds of shit not just pesticides because well and and sorry go ahead jimmy because you don't know like look like our things we grow here get shipped other places and then we ship things in here from other places like they got the whole system fucking backwards like our um, america spent a whole bunch of time and these big corporations spent a whole bunch of time outsourcing and using these poisons to get it shipped back to us, you know, made by other countries instead of just keeping things here. Like that's a real thing. Like there's, if there was more local farm use, more local produce use, more local everything, I think we would be a lot more sustainable because there is beautiful places that we have in this country that we've done stupid things at to, to, to keep some our simple advice going. i mean some simple advice um it doesn't take much to grow a garden really it, it really does not uh the grass you have in your yard is a non-native invasive species that requires so much water and it grows uncontrollably and if you want to if you want to uh, uh reseed your yard if you want a yard and not a garden i don't know why but uh look up buffalo grass it grows to a maximum height of three to four inches and really doesn't require much watering uh, or you would just tear up your entire backyard like I did and plant a huge garden that takes up almost your entire backyard. Um, one household biodegradable, uh, non-harsh cleaner will take care of almost anything you anything in your house, top to bottom, anything, tub, shower, kitchen sink, dishes, everything. Um, you don't have to buy Tide, Tide Pods, stuff like that. You can buy old school laundry soda and and detergent detergent bars make your own laundry soap oh, yeah, we make our own uh, on the cheap that isn't as that isn't harmful to your clothes that will make your clothes last longer you don't have to use dryer sheets yep. i mean think about where how many dryer sheets this country goes through and where they end up yep. um it's simple stuff like that over a long period of time that will make a difference you're not going to see anything in the short amount of time long period of time with just simple stuff like that you're going to see a difference if I may, I have an addition to that too, talking uh, bandit to your point about like grass. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even if you, you like buffalo grass, even if you can't find something meaningful, uh, moss, 
is also oh, very yeah. rich, rich in nutrients mm-hmm. and uh, is worth considering, you know, like the amount of vitamin C that you can provide your entire immediate area using using moss as a, it, it doesn't naturally grow to a point that, hey, I have to follow this old suburban model of constantly mowing my grass it'll never grow so far that i have to do that and it's still filled with nutrients that are beneficial to to the plants that we grow in the ground additionally you know, it also produces three times as much clean oxygen as any sort of from grass yeah grass yeah. is useless man this this blue fescue or whatever this well the, the concept is, is... of the concept of lawns was created by French aristocracy to literally flex and be like, "Look, I don't have to grow crops. I have bountiful crops in my estate back here. This is for you peasants to look at. This is my nice little decorative." It's yeah, literally it, it, flex. It's, it's, it's elite as shit, and yet yep. I think moss is more beautiful than anything we see in suburban communities today. Yeah, yep. I think I'm going to find my boundary lines on my property and just stri- strip my grass. <laughs> just whatever. I'm going to do this. You, you see get, a multicolored pretty, mosses too. You see a pretty yard of, of green moss, you're going to be like, wow, yeah. that's pretty. That's actually something that makes you, – you drive, pot, drive by a, uh, a house today you don't really think much of it if they've cut their grass. Obviously, you pay no. attention if, if, this had, if their grass this took over with high. Urban but, sprawl due to yes. boomers. Urban Absolutely. sprawl due to boomers. But, but you know, you only really look if they've got fucking grass from that wild weed shit that is of no benefit to the environment. You only look over at that. But when you see a yard that's actually moss, you actually look over and say, "Hey." That's beautiful. I have seen people uh, videos. Lots of people are doing this now. The urban farming thing, the rural farms, the the front yard, backyard farms. Uh, guys will only uh, they'll have like a quarter of an acre, maybe, maybe at most, in their front backyard. They will cover every square inch with raised boxes. Uh, garden lattice and they will grow everything you could possibly imagine in so much in the, the biggest numbers possible. Um, they won't have, they won't be able to store all of it. They won't be able to can all of it or use all of it. So they sell what they have left over and they're making two to $3,000 a month, just selling everything that they grow in their back and front yard. Yep. It's ridiculous. If you use every square inch to its greatest possibility, you You'll never want for a grocery store ever again. No. This is that. This all ties into. That's that, the you know, point, though. This all really ties into that being more self-sufficient. You know, being you know being able to take care of yourself, not expecting big corporations and big government and stuff like that to take care of you. And that's I, I think that's a big main point to a lot of things around here. And like you know, I. I it's something that I really like to bring up, you know, and that I, I appreciate you guys for coming on today and like having this conversation. These are a lot of subjects I think people people get angry about and don't 
you know, don't really understand the concepts and stuff like that. And as you know, I'm going to, you know, make sure I share the links and stuff to the things that we did try to talk about today and maybe some other stuff that I can come up with um, when I do share it. And, and I, I implore you guys to look into it and look into some alternative options because there's a lot of things out there that are better than plastic, by far better than plastic all the way around. And, and I think we should, that's going to be the answer is us taking it into our own hands to make the change and refusing to use these products ourselves. Like, sure, you're only making a little bit of a dent, but if you continue to do it, you show your friends where you got that cool stainless steel mug at, or you got that cool, you know, for, you know, forever use something like you can, you, it, you can continue to build these local small economies and get away from these giant corporations and these giant, you know, uses of waste and plastic that are harming us because we've got to, I think the video talked about it, find a way to like stop the line. We're never going to get rid of the plastic at this point, but we've got to stop making more. And I think it's our choices that are going to help us stop, you know, stop making more of the choice to use this plastic. And I, I encourage everyone to do it as much as they possibly could. And so before we do wrap up, is there anything you guys would like to add? I want to start down there with you, Neptune. Ted Kaczynski once said that the industrial revolution has been a disaster for the human race. And I do 100% believe that's true. So I hope if anyone takes anything away from this, is that we cannot undo the damage we've done. But it goes into what you just said. It's a it's the shopping cart theory. Don't mm -hmm. be a dick. Do the right thing. I love the shopping cart theory. I employ everybody to actually look that up. I ain't even going to go into it because that's a, that's a great thing. And it's actually something I take part in every time I go. It's a sociological go. experiment. That's all it is. It, it is. Yeah. And, and so what oh, about. I got nothing. I can't piggyback off of Ted Kaczynski. So I, I, yeah. <laughs> I got nothing, man. What, I got nothing. You, what you got up there, Ox? Anything you'd like to touch on before we close out? Um, I'm in the same boat as Bandit here. There's really, I got nothing. I think that Neptune said it extremely well. And I think this was a really awesome episode and everybody brought something to the table that was really cool. I would. Um, all right. So with that, I would like to th um, thank Christina Gobolivich, who was that original opening video, you know, I, for that we, that we started out the microplastic conversation with. And then again, I'd like to thank Explanity channel on YouTube, which I'll have their links to those videos that we shared on here to make sure that you guys can check those out and, you know, give them some love because I appreciate them allowing us to have their videos out there for free use for people to check out in these kind of situations. Um, you guys don't forget, head on over to unconstitutionalawakening.com so that you guys can check out everything that we have going on over there. It's a, it's a great place to check out. You've got everything that from where our podcasts are and stuff like that. You can go on here and find where to watch it and keep up with the blog and keep up with the listening to the episodes and stuff like that. Cause you can find us just about everywhere. Now, make sure you check out our merch store, which you can find right on the website, of course. And it's got a whole bunch of cool designs for all kinds of stuff with like t-shirts and hats and things like that. Make sure you check out our sponsors, which you can also find that just below that we've got Kirk Elliott, of course, PhD, Kirk Elliott, PhD, forward slash Jim Bob, forward slash. You can get in there and get you some gold because gold and silver, you know, and stuff like that. He's into consulting and he'll he'll try to get you at least something that's tangible that you might be able to trade into the future. You can also check out Peachy Key Creations. She's, uh, she makes soaps and teas and is an energy healer and she she does a great job and that's why we keep her around on here as well. And we appreciate her and you guys make sure you give her some love and check her out. Um, 
you guys can find everything else you want over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com to keep up with us and all the different sections and new episodes and stuff like that. We appreciate you guys for listening and watching, and we'll check you guys out next time on Unconstitutional Awakening. Y'all have a great evening. Thank you.